go. Okay, <laughs> let's pray together. <laughs> Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your goodness. And Lord, we pray at this time that you would speak in ways that we can hear you. Open our ears, open our hearts to receive all that you have for us this day. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. So today marks uh, a very important occasion in my life and ministry in that I've never done this before today. You ready for it? <laughs> I'm, pre- <laughs> I'm preaching on the collect today. I have never done this. And uh, something kind of strange happened in that uh, last week, I think, or the last Sunday even. Eve and I were having a conversation, and she, she quoted somebody she knows that said, uh, they said, um, when all else fails, preach the collect. And I thought in my head, I'm like, yeah, right. But okay. And then this week I was trying to prepare for a sermon, and I looked through the readings once, twice, and I'm like, ugh. God, what is it that you want to say to your church? And I heard Eva's voice. When all else fails, preach the collect. And I said, okay. So there's something in the collect today that I think God has for us uh, to look at. And so as Anglicans, we have this wonderful tradition of the liturgy. And in the beginning of the liturgy, liturgy, we, we pray the collect. And that comes from some fancy Latin word that I can't pronounce that basically means we gather in together. We all have had different experiences this week. We are all coming here from different spaces and and head spaces and all that kind of thing. But we come here to pray collectively, to do the work of prayer together. And the collect helps us gather our prayers and praises into one to focus on this area. And the collect also tends to look at, at a theme. And today in the readings, the theme, I think, could be said it would be fear. How to respond to fear effectively and well, faithfully, and how to react to fear in, in ways that isn't helpful. And so today, the collect is truly one of my favorites. And I'm wondering if we could, in preparation, if we could pray this together. O God, our defender, storms rage about us and cause us to be afraid. Rescue your people from despair. Deliver your sons and daughters from fear. And preserve us all from unbelief through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. What a timely collect. When you think about the premier opening up the borders this week and everyone's like, yay, this is a good thing, right? Uh, there's, a bit of, there's a bit of fear, a little trepidation. What a wonderful week to have this be our collect. In collects, there are a few components so that you remember who we're praying to and why. And then there's requests made. And then we end the prayer remembering that we don't pray just into space, but Jesus is with us, the Holy Spirit is empowering us. And then we end with an amen, which is so be it. So let's take a look. Who are we talking to and why? Now, the last few weeks I've had to eat humble pie. (laughs) And I know this isn't a picture from last night, but if you haven't heard, the Canadians won again. I think they won on Friday night, though, overtime, 3-2. 
Anyway, who are we praying to? To God, our defender. And our, our defender. When I, when I hear that, I think of defensemen. And defensemen in hockey are usually the big ones, right? And they are the ones that uh, their job is to dismantle attacks from the opposing team. And they block shots. And they do all in their power to protect the goalie and the net and to prevent any shots from coming on. God is our defender. He is the one who stands before us and shields us and protects us. Now, having God as our defender doesn't mean that no shots get through, right? Jesus says in John 16 uh, that in this world you will know trouble, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So being a follower of Jesus doesn't spare us from attacks. It doesn't spare us from bad things happening. But what it does mean is that even when bad things happen, we can trust that God is going to redeem it somehow, that he's going to work for our good and for the furtherance of his kingdom. So we don't have to despair anything. There is hope. So we pray to God our defender when we are feeling vulnerable when we're feeling exposed and we're asking God to step up and to protect us now we look at the why are we praying to God our defender and this is so important to this collect and and for our spiritual lives storms rage around us and they cause us to be afraid have you ever struggled with coming up with an idea of what to pray for yeah a good place for us to start is to say, okay, what is actually happening in my life right now? And how does it make me feel? Now, before I get there, I know that a lot of us are like, emotions are not good guides in spirituality. You're absolutely right. They are not good guides. They are so inconstant. However, they do provide a good starting place for us in prayer. Um, one, I, I, I've been married to Kimberly now for uh, ten and a half years, and she has learned that I am an introvert and that when something's going on, nothing's coming out of my mouth, but a lot of stuff is going on up here. So if she sees me, I'll slam a drawer or I'll, I'll just snap at somebody or something, and she'll say, what happened today? And I'll say, nothing. And she goes, no, really, what happened today? And so I'll think about it and I'll say, well, this happened today. Uh-huh. And what are you feeling? And I'm like, I don't know. And she'll say, well, think about it. How does that affect how you're feeling? And I'll say, well, I'm frustrated. And then, blah, 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 blah. or I'm afraid, or I'm happy, or I'm excited. Having an awareness of what's happening in our lives and how it's affecting us gives us the opportunity to take those things to God in prayer storms rage around us what storms are raging around you there's some storms that are you you're facing that no one else knows about there's some storms that we are all keenly aware of how is it affecting you how are you feeling because of it allow that to guide you into an interaction with our defender the one who loves us the one who lays down his life for us if we don't have that kind of awareness, we cannot have intimacy. 
So once we have that awareness, we say, help. Oh God, our defender, help. And there's three ways this, this, this uh, collect asks for help. The first one is rescue your people from despair. I have a, a little brother named Matthew. He's not so little anymore. I think he's like 30 or something. I try not to think about it because it reminds me how old I am. Um, and Matthew, a favorite picture I have of Matthew is, was taken of him when he was going through a haunted house. And in this haunted house, they rigged up headlights on a board and got it to swing towards the person going through the haunted house along with the sound of screeching tires and a honking horn. And it so scared him, and they, then they take the picture, right? And there's this beautiful picture of him doing this. <laughs> and I love it. Now, that picture is him frozen in fear. And that's a different thing from despair, right? He's still protecting himself. When you despair, you've given up all hope. If somebody heard that coming, like, well, that's it. Hit me, because that's all I've got. Rescue your people from despair. To despair is to have just no energy, no drive to do anything constructive. It's just giving up. The Psalms talk about despair quite a bit, and they use beautiful imagery. Listen to this. This is from uh, Psalm 40, verses 1 and 2. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he turned to me, and he heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit. Isn't that beautiful? The slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. We do not see the whole picture of what's going on. And when things get long and hard, it can be very easy for us to slip into despair. When we pray, rescue me from despair, we're asking God to lift us up out of the muck and mire and to put us in a place where we can see more clearly that God is still God. He's large and in charge. Rescue me from hopelessness. Rescue me from being so depressed and just think that that this is it. Let me see your glory. So that is the first help we pray for in this collect the second thing we pray for is that god would deliver his sons and daughters from fear um oh my dear i have all these slides that i haven't used but here we go yeah have you ever do you remember as a child being in bed (laughs) yeah And just, uh, you have to convince you, you know, I've looked in the closet, there's nothing in the closet, there's nothing under the bed. But the fear was so real before mom or dad came in the room. I grew up in in a basement apartment and the furnace room was right on the other side of my wall. And the sound that came out of that was like some ferocious beast. I had the longest time with fear at night. But when my mom came in, it was okay. Rescue or deliver your, your children from fear. Fear is often based because we don't know. It's, it's the unknown. So how do we get delivered from this? We get the presence of God, our Father, who knows all, who created all, to be really present with us, to drive away the fear of the unknown. 
um, when God is near, it just all the things that are causing us to be anxious or afraid just sort of melt away. So by your presence, God, deliver your children from their fear. And then we move on to the last ask for help. Preserve us from all unbelief. How can we trust that God is near if we do not believe it? What do we do when faith is just sort of taken from us? Unbelief is a corrosive thing to the life of faith. And when we start giving into it, then everything just sort of loses its luster. It's just, it's just plain. We need to remember that faith is not something that we conjure up within ourselves. Faith is a gift from God. So when we look at Ephesians 2, verse 8, good, it worked. Paul writes, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is a gift of God. So we pray, Lord, give us faith. Are you finding that you're hopeless lately? That there's no hope in this or that situation? Do you find that you are trapped by fear instead of freed to live abundant life? Do you doubt that God even cares? What do we do? Jesus, please give me faith. Pray it all the time. Give us faith. Help us to trust that you are near, that you are powerful, that you are able, that you care. Give us faith. This is a gift from him. So then we move on to the conclusion of the prayer. We've asked for freedom from, from fear and rescue from despair and, and pres- preservation from unbelief. And then we need to remember that we pray in the presence of Jesus. We pray to the Son, our Master, Jesus the Christ, who overcame fear. <laughs> he overcame death itself. And we pray in the power of the Holy Spirit who is the very presence of God with us, who is interceding for us all the time um, with groans that are too deep for words. We don't pray alone. We pray in the presence of the triune God and he is the one who fuels and equips us for his work. And then we pray, let it be so. Let it be so. So what are the storms that you are facing today? Where are the areas where you say there's no hope here or that'll be only done when this, you know, runs its course and there's nothing we can do for it? Let us pray that God will give us, his faith, give us faith in him and that he will free us from our fear and despair and that he will use us to further his reign in this world. Let's, let's pray. Lord Jesus, come. By your Holy Spirit, drive out our fear. Give us freedom in you and let us be used let us be used to bring your light to the world around us for we ask this all in your name amen